Hi, welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and today I'm so excited. We have such a good episode for you. We are joined by Kimberly Thomas of Little Olive Clothing, and we're going to talk all about how to confidently talk about our side hustle. This is something that I definitely struggle with for sure, and I'm so glad that I was able to get Kimberly on to talk about this because she has so much good insight on this topic. So if you struggle about how to confidently talk about your business or something that you're passionate about, stay tuned. This should be a really good one. And just a little bit of like housekeeping before we get started with this awesome interview that I did with Kimberly. This podcast, for some reason, took me so long to edit. We were having like audio problems up the wazoo. I couldn't get it figured out. I watched like a million YouTube tutorials. So this is, I'm proud of it and I'm excited to share the interview with you. The editing might seem a little wonky, but you know what? Just stick with it. Like everything that Kimberly says is so good. It's definitely worth like sticking around for. I think like the worst editing mistake will be um, probably like no one will even notice, but I'm going to feel embarrassed if I like don't mention it. Probably the worst editing mistake will be right at the very beginning of where um, our interview starts because I taped my intro with her, but the intro sounded like I was like screaming at her, which I definitely was not doing, even though I was very excited. Um, so I like, I retaped the intro. So just give it a minute once the interview starts and then like you'll catch your rhythm. I'm sorry, you'll understand what I'm talking about once the interview starts playing. Anyway, again, Kimberly is so awesome. Please love and listen and enjoy this podcast. And yeah, thanks for listening. Here it goes. All right, so today I'm so excited. I'm going to be talking to my friend Kimberly Thomas from Little Olive Clothing Co. It's a super cute children's clothing company that you can find on Instagram. She's on Etsy. If you go on her Instagram, you'll be able to find the link there to her Etsy shop. And guys, seriously, everything is so cute. If you have a baby or if your sister, brother, best friend has a baby, like you really need to check it out. It is so cute. Everything is handmade by her and it's just... That's precious and I'm so excited to talk to her because not only do I think that she's like one of the most like perfect people to talk to about this topic but she's been my friend on Twitter for like a year now I'm totally obsessed with her her whole feed is just like so in love <laughs> no I, I truly mean it so like I don't know I like you're so funny no so like no I totally mean it because on Twitter I'm more of like a like I'm not afraid to get like political or anything but I'm more of like a listen and learn type person. Like if there's like something and I have like thoughts and I like speak out about it, but you're always just like sharing like the most like informative like links and stuff like that. So I don't know. I really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate your voice online. Yeah. I spend way too much time on Twitter. No, but like I, I feel smarter because of it. So don't stop. Oh, thank you. So thank like, you. I might have to like actually like go on like CNN.com or like something like that. Like, <laughs> no, nope, like I provide all your news like the you. pioneers did you know like, <laughs> I might have to like go back to like churning butter and like doing things the old-fashioned way like finding it's right news. looking at you <laughs> getting the news in a paper yes. <sighs> what could be worse? so funny um but so I did want to talk to Kimberly about this article that I read recently and I don't know I was really like influenced about it by it because it's like a topic that I, I, I always feel like I struggle with and I knew that Kimberly mm-hmm. would be like the right person to talk about it. So there was an oh, article yeah. on BrittonCo.com um, by Ali Hofkowski and it's about how to confidently talk about your side hustle. And I think that this was an important topic to me or something that I think about a lot uh, because 
for me personally, I struggle with um, having like these interests, like things I'm into and like little side jobs and everything. And normally, mm -hmm. or mainly I'm just a stay at home mom. I stay home with our daughter, Piper. And yes. I don't know, I feel, I don't know if it's just because like I'm a woman and my husband is like the main breadwinner and I want to like stay in my own lane or, or if I'm just embarrassed about money or what it is, but when people <laughs> ask me what I do, I'm like, oh, I just stay home with Piper. And then if they like dig a little bit more, I'm like, oh, well, like I do, um, like, especially when I talk about the podcast, I'm like, oh, well, uh -huh. I just do a lot of stuff online, really. Like, it's more like a hobby, but I, I have this podcast and I also do like some social media consulting on the side, but it's really like a hobby. I mainly just stay home with Piper. I don't, uh, don't worry about it. And it, it comes yeah. up a lot, especially because I just moved to a new area, so I'm getting to know right. people. Right, people. Can I ask you what you used to do? I know you used to do some social media here in Provo. Yeah. Can I ask what you used to do? Because yeah. I know, I know like, that's all I know, that you used to do that. Yeah, so in Provo, so we moved to Las Vegas like a couple months ago, but before that I was right, in right. Provo for four years. And even before that, I've always, like, done things on social media. Ever since I was, like, 15, I would, like, or even before I was 15, I would, like, do people's, like, MySpace pages and, like, make, like, layouts and stuff for them. Or, like, I've always mm -hmm. just kind of had, like, an eye for, like, cool social media. Right. And then, so I moved out to Provo, and I started, like, doing the social media for, like, a big company out there. And then that opened up doors to do, to do social media for more companies. And then... Um, last year when I was, I knew I was going to start staying home with Piper. I started to meet mm -hmm. some people, um, who had like little Etsy shops or like stuff like that. And then I would do social media consulting for them. So when I do that, I just say like, Oh, like I help them come up with like a social media plan. I teach, right. I teach them about like social engagement. So I just take what I learned from doing it for other companies and I teach other companies how to do it for themselves. So, okay. Yeah, I definitely need your help on that. <laughs> oh my goodness. But like, so this is where I get awkward about it because people ask me this stuff and like, I don't really have like any, like I have job training in the sense of like, I have a lot of experience, but like, I don't have any like professional training or schooling or anything like that. I just have like years of doing it under my belt. So then I right. get bashful. And then especially when people start talking to me about money and stuff, like I'll, I'll talk to people. And they'll ask me, like, oh, so, like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I do this. And then if people are interested in the service, I get so bashful. And I'm like, oh, well, I, uh, yeah. I, like, we could talk about it later. But, like, it's, like, no big thing. And I don't know. So I'm really awkward with it. So I want to hear from you. Have you ever struggled with that, being a, a business owner? Um, and I know that, like, the conversation of how to juggle um, – children with like a business is a whole other conversation, but yeah. I just want to yes. know, um, have you ever like struggled with that? And if so, how have you kind of overcome that? Because I don't know. You're struggled with, with the money issue or no, just not, like bringing not it so up much at all? The money issue, but just like talking about your business with confidence. So, yeah, I mean, I've been doing this since I want to say 2013. So about four years and it's been, a journey, I journey. I hate to use that bachelor word to get to where a bachelor podcast. I've been listening to your podcast to get like a vibe for it, like leading up to this. That's why journeys on my mind. But it's been a while of like 
learning to feel confident and bringing it up. Um, we'll go to like family gatherings, um, especially at Christmas time with like my husband's family. And when everyone introduces or everyone like goes around the room and tells like what they've done this last year. And I get, I would get so hurt when Adam wouldn't bring up my like business venture because, and he was like, we're not talking about our jobs. We're talking about our personal life or whatever. I'm like, that's a huge part of just who I am and what I do all the time. Right. Like that's, so it felt like I was annoyed for a while. I may be less so, but, um, just one thing I want to say is like job title instead of being like, I have an Etsy shop. So I feel like that gets a really bad rap to be like, Oh, I just have an Etsy shop. Like it's a hobby. Like, no, I spend two to three hours probably every day on it. And it, it varies, but like that would be maybe like just a regular day. Some is more, some is less. And so when people ask me what I do or when it comes up in conversation, I'll be like, I'm a children's clothing designer. And if they want to know more, then I'll say, I design and sew for my small boutique that I run myself. Like I'm the only person involved here. And yes, it's on Etsy, but like that's like just where it's located. It's not like an Etsy shop where I just throw random stuff up because I'm bored. You know, I want it to be a real brand, something that can really grow to get off Etsy someday and to have like a location where employees can come and like work. I'll probably stay online forever just because you can reach more people that way, obviously. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be able to reach way more customers than a local storefront. Um, But just having like a job title and feeling like I'm not – I don't have to be like every other Utah mom, which is not a bad thing. That's totally fine. But I'm just trying to like separate myself out by making it sound more legitimate. And then I feel more legitimate about it when I bring, when it comes up, you know? Oh, for sure. And I feel like when, and this is probably like something that I need to like take and apply to myself, but I don't know, you you spend so much time on your business and you spend so much time fulfilling orders and, like, making the clothes and engaging with people online and stuff, obviously. And, like, you take pride in what you do, so I think that that's also, like, such a big part of what's behind the job title, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. And one, one thing that's been difficult is my sister-in-law um, is a small business owner, but hers is, like, sold in Nordstrom. And I have sewn for her. In fact, I sewed um, the samples that they sent to Nordstrom for her. And um, so she's doing something similar to me, and she does it from home. So I feel maybe a little bit, like, dwarfed by that. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of just had to, like, let go and, like, not bring it up or with her. And not that she's she's not like rude about it at all. She's very very gracious and kind. But just because I don't want to feel insecure, and I can get uncomfortable so. too. I don't know. Yeah, and like, and then there's also yeah. this aspect of when I talk to people, and I feel like my little like side thing is inferior to other people. So then I downplay it even more. Where I'm like, who was yeah. I talking to the other day? I was talking to my friend that. Um, so she's, like, part of an MLM, but she's, like, the top, top dog at, like, the MLM and stuff. Right. Where this is, like, a whole other tangent, but I don't know. I always kind of have a problem when people with, like, 
this sounds so mean, but like little like lip sense things. And they're like, I'm a business owner. And I'm like, right. (laughs) That that hurts my feelings just as like someone who puts like everything, so much time into, into designing something, man, if I could sell something that somebody already designed, that would be like more than half of my, my workload would be taken away, which would be nice. But designing is kind of the best part. But, like, I was talking to this girl, and she's, like, the top dog at her MLM, and, like, it's Uh her whole life, like, her husband stays home. And so, like, I was feeling inferior comparing my job or my side hustle to hers. And, and, like, when I walked away from the conversation, I was like, what am I doing? That was a great opportunity for me to network or to explain more about what I do. But then instead, I just got nervous, and I was just Mm -hmm. like, but like it's like nothing like you do like I mainly just stay home with Piper but yeah like sometimes I'll just do <laughs> things online and I don't know but yeah so I think that job title has so much to do with it I don't know but that was a really good point yeah yeah thanks I guess it kind of goes with like fake it till you make it just like pretend like you're super confident about it mm-hmm. until you're so used to being like Uh, This is just what I do. This is just who I am. Like, I just moved into a new house, and so I went to church in my new area for the first time, like, introducing myself. I'm like, I'm Kimberly Thomas, and I'm a children's clothing... I have three kids, and I'm a children's clothing designer, and I just kind of, like, it ain't no big thing. That's just what I do, you know? Mm -hmm. Just kind of throw it out there. The more you say it, the more it feels natural to say. I need to, like, take that lesson and apply it to me. I have to give a talk. Yes, you do. This Sunday... Um, me and my husband have to do, like, time. introductory ones, and I started <laughs> writing it, and I swear the first line is, like, well, yeah, like, my husband is a civil engineer, and I just do some stuff online, <laughs> but mainly I with Piper, <laughs> so I think I already have to do some revisions to that talk, because I don't know, then there's also yes. an aspect where, and here I go again, like, comparing, I don't know, but, like, I feel like since my husband has this job, I'm like, not that having like an education makes you more entitled to anything but like my husband like he got like his master's and stuff when I like talk about his job and then I'm like and I have a podcast where I talk about the bachelor every week like I I don't know so it's do you feel like maybe and I don't know if I'm just like shooting out of my hip here but do you feel like maybe like as a woman in the beginning before you kind of got confident, do you think that that could play a role in any like lacking of confidence that you had about talking about your job? Maybe. I don't know. My husband's job is not, in fact, I'm usually trying to make his job sound better because he works in sales and he sells home security systems, which sounds like one of those like, Vivint bros, like right? Everyone goes, in- oh, is he going door to door? No, no, no. He's been doing this for five years. Like we can live solely on his income, like, and it's health insurance and they, people call him. He's not being annoying. He's not calling other people. So I don't know. I don't feel like there's a gender disparity in my marriage for that because I'm still constantly trying to make his job even sound like legitimate, (laughs) let alone mine. So we're just two people doing crazy little side hustles here. No, his job is... Uh, at a call center and people call in, but, um, so I get, I don't totally feel like there's a gender issue there. Um, work from home mom is something that I'll say a lot. Um, like I work from home. I don't stay at home and do nothing, which is sometimes I get very jealous of moms that, that don't 
have to allocate time for something else because the projects they're doing with their kids or their house are so much cleaner or they just get to really like enjoy time. But when I think about potentially quitting what I do, that makes me sad also. You can't do everything in the world, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't, I don't feel, and here I'm like the feminist queen. So if I'm saying there's not like a gender difference for me, I've, I've, all right, and so here's another part where, unfortunately, we got cut off. It was so random. It was just like a technology fail. The audio cut off, the recording cut off. But Kimberly went on to say, um, unfortunately, I don't have it on recording because it was really good. She continued to say that she really didn't think it was so much of a gender roles thing, but maybe um, any feelings of inadequacy she felt was kind of more like inward. And I agreed with her. I, at sometimes I do feel like it might be a gender thing, but really I think whenever I feel insecure about talking about my own job or side hustle or anything I'm passionate about, I feel inadequate because I feel like as a mom, um, in like my position, like I'm very privileged. I get to stay home with my baby. I feel inadequate because I should be focusing more on those areas and it's already like such a blessing that I get to stay home with my baby where I shouldn't be trying to, um, how do I want to put this? I shouldn't be trying to make myself seem more important than I feel like I am. So really, that sounds like really dark and depressing, but really it's just maybe it's not so much of a gender roles thing, but maybe it's a, what my role is as I perceive it as a person. And I need to myself work on enriching that and broadening my view of myself in my role as a human because I have a lot to offer. So yeah, so we're going to pick up um, where we left off and yeah, here it goes. All right. Okay. So we just got cut off like super weird technology stuff. <laughs> so, and then like it took us like a week to be able to get back together to record the second half. So if we repeat stuff, I mean, if I'm repeating the same thing, it's because I've forgotten what I said already. If you're repeating the same things, it's because it's really important information. And That's right. We all need to know it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so there's just like a few more topics that I want to touch on before we get to um, before we get to talking about your company just a little bit more in depth. But I just wanted to ask, so did you always have confidence in your business? Like right off the bat, did you create this company and like you felt super confident talking to people about it? Or did that kind of like take a while to develop? So it's funny because um, I maybe had too much confidence when I started it. I like slapped some random crap on Etsy. I mean, I think I had, um, a throw pillow that I had made, a like tank top for a little girl and some Halloween bloomers. And I threw those up there and like day after day, nobody was buying anything. And I was like, what's wrong? Like I just had overconfidence that it would be a lot more simple. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to like sharing, I'm not good at marketing myself. Um, it's one of the reasons why like MLM and direct sales like really don't appeal to me because I feel really awkward, like pitching to family and friends. And so at first I kind of wasn't really in into Instagram too much back then. This was like 2013. Um, 
So I would share a little bit on my Facebook, like my personal Facebook page was all I really had. And so I shared a little bit, but I didn't really know how to like drum up business otherwise. So I was like confident in my abilities, but not as far as like sharing with other people. I'm always like a little bit shy to talk about it with friends and family because I don't want to feel like I'm pressuring anyone, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like that's definitely the way that I feel and a lot of other people feel too. Like when I talk to people about like, like the podcast for example, like, I know that it's, like, a funny, cool, like, podcast, and I know that, like, I have mm-hmm. fun people come on it, and I'm, like, proud of it. Like, I wouldn't do it if I wasn't proud of it, but I'm, like, not confident talking to people about it because I'm, like, afraid of, like, what they'll think, and I'm afraid of, like, I don't know, like, trying to be, or, like, coming off as pushy or coming off as overly marketing myself or something like that. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It's one thing to be confident in your talents, but it's one thing, it's a whole other to feel confident getting that money and marketing yourself. Right, right. And like actually putting it out there and being like, hey, I'm doing this for real. I'm, I'm like, actually, Mm -hmm. I'm not just doing it as a weird little hobby once a week or something. Yeah, it's a little more than a hobby. Um, Another thing that was like, I still struggle with a little bit is finding my style as far as the clothes that I design. I know a lot of uh, my friends and family, like I know the way they dress their kids and everyone has like a distinct style almost. Some people really like the babyish stuff that has like elephants on it or sayings. Some people like only like neutrals with like really funky, um, like uh, not abstract, asymmetrical designs. And you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm stuff that's a little more hip and so I use a lot of prints in my designs and I feel like a little bit I'm not trying to do babyish prints but I also want to make stuff that you can't find at like Target so I'm trying to do like prints and designs that are unique Mm -hmm. so I always feel a little bit like am I going to show this when I'm like just getting ideas and talking to people and stuff am I going to show this to someone and they're going to hate it but somebody else might love it. You know, it's kind of hard to feel totally confident in um, like what direction I want to go in. Cause I can't do it all. I have to kind of pick one angle, you know, for sure. Okay. And this kind of leads me to like a random side question that doesn't really have to do with the topic, but I just thought of it right now. Okay, so <laughs> when you're like planning, cause you release your um, clothes like in lines, right? Like in like clothing lines. Yeah, ideally, yeah. Constant new designs. It's like you come out with collections, right? I yeah, I try to do that. Sometimes I'll release a collection, and then like a week later, I'll get a really good idea, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to wait until the next year when fall rolls around again. So I'll just throw it up there really quick. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I I try and stay in like a group, but it doesn't always work perfectly that way. So how? That's what's like so puzzling to me. So how? I mean, I guess, like, people that are really fashion-minded know what's going to be trendy or popular in, like, the coming seasons. But, like, how far in advance do you plan out your collections, and how do you even, like, predict what's going to be cute? I mean, um, I guess we can be grateful. Baby clothes, yeah, I was going to say, I mm-hmm. guess we can be grateful baby clothes don't um, go out of style maybe as quickly. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do, 
Gosh, I'm always looking at stuff, but I definitely never want to make a direct copy of anything. Um, I started out with my hoodies and sweatshirts and leggings. That was the only three things that I, when I started becoming successful, I pared down to three items and that's all I allowed myself to make. Hoodies, sweatshirts, and leggings and with like different patterns. And so I kind of, every season I might change it up a little bit and I've added more stuff, but I'm going to do more like, um, like more trendy stuff with the hood, like make it cross over kind of an exaggerated amount. So it's like a little more hip or I'm doing some new skirts. I've done skirts before, but this year I'm doing them in faux fur to kind of like shake it up a little bit, just kind of doing what I already do, but building on it and using like a new fabric or a little bit of a twist on like what I've already done. Cause I know what's sold before, but I want to make it fresh. Oh my goodness. I think it's like just dawning on me. Of course I like respected you and like respected your business and I knew that you worked like super hard, but it's like kind of dawning on me right now. Like what a daunting task, task it is to <laughs> design clothes and like, like, so like you design it's, something, you spend all your time on it and then it's in like other people's hands to decide. If right. Which is so good because if my kids were, I mean, I make stuff for my kids. They definitely have stuff that I've made. But when I send it out to other people, I'll never know if your kid got a stain on it. As far as I know, it's, like, preserved perfectly in, like, clothing heaven forever. I never have to worry about the stains or the rips or anything. I mean, unless someone messages me and they think it was a design flaw, then I replace it. But for the most part, if kids, like, destroy their clothes, which just happens, I don't ever have to really know about it. And it's so nice. (laughs) Okay, that is a relief. But with the daunting task of, like, designing clothes, I wish I could stop my brain from doing it. But what I do is I pick – I go through in my websites that I like to buy fabric from. I pick prints, and I try to make them so they somewhat jive together. And and then, like, I just can't stop myself from thinking of ideas. We drove to California a couple weeks ago, and I was on my phone the whole time, like – thinking of like writing up ideas of like pairings, fabrics that I thought would go good together. And yeah, it's just when it's what you like to do, it's kind of hard to turn it off, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, that didn't, that no. sounded kind of braggy. I didn't mean no, to brag. That was not braggy <laughs> oh my gosh, look at me. There I go. I'm such a woman apologizing for <laughs> talking. I'm so sorry that I'm confident and proud of myself. <laughs> Please forgive me. I promise I'll do better next time. I'll be humble like a good woman should be. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is so true. I know. I. This is kind of like where we cut off the last time where we were. Like, yeah, with gender. gender roles, and I know that like you didn't really think that gender roles like really played that much into it, and it probably doesn't. Maybe like as like a society. I don't know, does, but that but that's like way over my head, and like I don't want to get into like <laughs> sexism. But I will say that. Um, I I don't know if it's as much of a money thing or if it's as much of like a gender roles thing, but when I talk about when I'm like meeting somebody new and they're like, What does your husband do? And I'm like, Oh, he's a civil engineer. Okay, oh and like and what do you do? And I'm like, Oh well like I just do some of the things online or whatever. I don't know if it's because I like make way, 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 way less like money than him. Not saying that he makes a ton of money, mm-hmm. it's just like I don't <laughs> I don't right. do a lot of things. Um I don't know if it's like because of like a money disparity or if it's because like I feel like I'm supposed to be at home with Piper I don't know right 
Yeah. Yeah, I've never, I don't know, I was a work, I was a full-time working mother for a year. I taught high school and I I taught for a year after Olivia was born. So I've never really felt, um, like, judgment for being a working mom versus a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. I kind of, like, got that out of my system. Well, I did feel it. I felt it a lot. But I got it out of my system, I feel like. So now... I'm a work-from-home mom, and I know what it's like to be away from your kid eight hours a day. And I'm like, I'm here. If I'm shutting myself in my office for a couple of hours while my kids take a nap and watch a movie, like, I'm still the one who's here all the time. Like, I know what a blessing that is. Yeah. So I don't feel like mom guilt at all for kind of doing my own thing for part of the day. I'll shut myself up. And even a lot of the time when they're awake and playing, I'll sneak off and do something here and there. And... I just, I learned to be interrupted a lot, but I'm just like, they don't have to be touching me all day, every day, my kids. Like, I know how grateful I am just to be able to be home with them, even if I'm not focused on them all day. I have so much to learn from you. Holy moly. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You are so kind. Please please block out 17 hours for the next podcast. Yes, Um. I will. (laughs) Mommy, do not ever subscribe to mommy guilt. I have gotten rid of that out of my system long ago there's no need for it beautiful okay so just one more thing that i want to just kind of go over before we um kind of merge into a different topic but um you mentioned earlier that sometimes um like because you have like a sister-in-law or like a family member that does something kind of similar to you and Mm -hmm. it's like online which is again a whole other conversation there's always this like comparison game and when you're going through your feed and you're just, like, seeing all these other... I'm sure you follow other clothing shops when you see right. other clothing shops and stuff like that. Have you um, have you ever had to, like, come over feelings of, like, inadequacy or, like, comparing yourself to others? And if so, like, how did you kind of navigate that? <laughs> um, I'm still not totally there. I, like, deal with that, I swear, like, every day. So there's a shop that we worked together. We did a giveaway together. Oh, like maybe two years ago. And at the time she had just a few less followers than I did. And because I'm not willing to like go all in, in some cases, like when I'm pregnant, I can't keep working Mm -hmm. and I'm not willing to like put in thousands of dollars to like hire someone or, you know, like invest in my business that extremely. So I kind of shut down when I'm nauseous for three months and then I opened back up a little bit and then I shut down when I had a new baby but I don't know she's had a kid and she just keeps powering through so I don't know what her secret is maybe she doesn't get sick but um she has grown so fast and she's at like 40,000 followers and I'm still at 5,000 and it's been hard to like, okay, we started at the same point and we were friends and like to look at her success and her stuff is still super gorgeous. Um, and to like, try, try not to compare. Like I said, I don't, I had to pick my direction for where I wanted my clothes to go and kind of what vein I wanted them to run in and hers are different than mine. So I can't like second guess myself. I can't be like, my customers know what to expect from me. And if I keep changing my mind, well, it's, I won't be able to really grow. So I have to like, okay, no matter how gorgeous her stuff is or any of the other feeds that I look at, I kind of have to stick with what I am good at. And I've um, 
like I had kind of an epiphany. I don't want to get spiritual. So we'll use the word epiphany where I was like, what can I do to grow my business? And I kind of had this thought that was like, just do your own designs. Like not that I've ever copied, but like I always am comparing, like stop comparing, like just do what you do and do it as good as you can do it. Okay, that is so perfect. And I don't know, I feel like it would be so hard, especially like to be like, in the position you're in, and then it would be so easy to compare and stuff. I don't know, I feel like the only totally. thing that you could remember is just like, success is like infinite. Like there's enough seats at the table for everybody. Right, that's hard for me to remember too. Yeah, every time another shop opens up or I find a new one, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'll ever stand out in this crowd, you know, but I'm doing... Well, Instagram's sucking at life right now because of the algorithm. So that's another story. But I'm doing enough business. I don't have to worry about what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm doing as much as I can. So I have enough for me. So and it's hard to remember that. Not only like do you have enough, but like you're rocking at it. <laughs> you're so sweet. No, I totally mean it. I wouldn't say it if I didn't think it. It's so, <laughs> I don't know. Everything is so cute and you are killing it. And yes, Thank the Instagram you. algorithm sucks, but hopefully yeah. they, hopefully they'll figure it out. I um, yeah. All right, so Kimberly, thank you so much for talking to me about all everything that kind of goes into like talking about your business with confidence. And you know what? I think I had an epiphany while I was talking to you. The title of okay. this podcast was going to be how to talk about your side hustle with confidence, and like that's what the the article that I read was called and right. everything, but maybe like the key to it is just not calling it a side hustle. Maybe the key yeah, to that's it a good is point. Just, like saying like, oh, calling I have a business. business. Like it might not be yeah. like, crazy success. Or I do a podcast. Yeah, or like I do a, I po have a podcast or stuff like you, that. You, I was listening to one of your podcasts with your friend Noah, mm -hmm. and you mentioned how many people downloaded it, and I was like blown away. So oh. people are listening to you. You don't have to like downplay that. Well, thanks. But yeah, so I, I think maybe just the key to it is just to like, I don't know, just fake it till you make it. At least that's what totally. I'm getting from the yeah. conversation. Like that's what you. I keep going back to. Yeah. yeah. Like if I don't believe in it and if people don't believe in their own businesses, then who else will, you know? Yep. All right. So that was so good. So before I let you go, I have to hear more about Little Olive Clothing Company or Clothing Co. Little Olive yeah. Clothing. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> right, so you said that you started it in 2013. And yeah, sort of. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of when I like, yeah, I, I registered the name. I imagine that you've been like sewing and stuff for like way longer than that. Just a little. I used to um, staple clothes, staple fabric for my Barbies because I wasn't allowed to use like needles. Um, I got a sewing machine for my ninth or 10th birthday. I can't remember. And it is still the one I use Holy now. Holy. Crazy. Is so it's just one of those like basic heavy duty sewing machines that does like straight stitch and zigzag stitch. And that's really all I need, I guess. So. Well, and it's to the test of time. So like. That's right. Yeah. So like you don't need anything else. Um, exactly. Okay, so you started it in 2013, and it's on Etsy. And so yes. you create children's clothing. What's kind of like your end, end goal with it? Like, do you ever think about 
that i don't know if you like think of like yeah goal, but what's like the main goal of your business someday okay so i don't know if there's like an end goal but the next big thing it's still away in the future. I just got my new studio. We bought a new house that had a large room in the basement for me to use. So that's kind of my biggest recent step. But what I would love to do is open, um, not open, but like get a small studio space that's not in my home where I can have enough space for employees to come and work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what that would look like exactly. Cutting, sewing, um, packaging, I guess there you go. I just said it. That's what it would look like. Um, (laughs) but somewhere, somewhere that like moms that want to get like a little bit of extra money or that want to kind of come into this business can like come and work, maybe bring their kids. I don't know. That might be a huge distraction, but that's my vision for now. Like a place to bring your kids, do some sewing, um, hang out, get some work done, listen to music. Um, I used to be olive, the things and we were driving through Vegas one time because I drive through Vegas all the time I should stop and see you (laughs) should stop and see you I was driving through Vegas and I was looking at all the brand names on the buildings and I was like okay all of the things is never going to be a big brand on a building I need to change it to a name that makes more sense you see how hard it is even for me to say that Mm-hmm. Um, it only makes sense typed out. And so I changed it to little olive clothing and now I, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever have a high rise with my brand on it, but I wanted to at least be able to envision a high rise with my brand on it. Oh my goodness. That is like, I don't know. I feel like people with businesses kind of have like those moments all the time, but like you never really think about it until you hear like specific stories. Oh, wow. thank you. No, like that was awesome. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, and I love the name change, but I love that all of the things is still your Twitter name. So I know, it was my blog, yeah, I know, it's, I don't know what to do with that little Twitter name, I'll just leave it. (laughs) It's perfect, you are all of the things. Um, Okay, so, if people want to find your clothing company online, which they should, 100%, where can they find you? Okay, it is um, www.etsy.com oliveclothingco.com I think that's and you have to leave off the little and on Instagram it's little olive clothing co and it should be the same on Facebook I just found out how to update my name it was still all of the things for quite a while but I think I just changed it it should be little olive clothing co on Facebook as well perfect Kimberly thank you so much thank you it's been so fun I just have to say a backstory about what it took to get this podcast into into the universe. <laughs> I've been wanting to do a podcast with Kimberly for forever, but she's not up to date on The Bachelor. I but know, I'm the Well, I started watching it yesterday, Bachelor in Paradise. It's so, so frustrating. You're going to be so frustrated. Okay. I've, great. I was watching last night's episode of this morning and I'm like, if I wasn't a serious journalist, would I still be watching this? <laughs> so I've been listening to your podcast. Like I'm ahead in your podcast than I am in the actual show, oh but it's goodness. like fun to watch it now. I know. Right. I love to listen to things while I work. So I'm like, whatever. I love Mary enough to listen, even if I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> So it's fun to watch it now and be like, oh, that's what they thats what they were talking about before. Oh, I remember when they discussed this. So well, it's been fun. Well, thank you. I'm very flattered that you're listening to it. <laughs> I think, like, only my sister does that. But now you do, too. 
Um, listen to it without actually watching yeah, The Bachelor. Listen to it without actually watching The Bachelor. Well, now I'm I'm gonna like go and reverse, and it's fun to. I feel like I'm not watching it alone when I already know what you guys have said. Thanks. Oh, and my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law has like listened to my podcast without watching The Bachelor, and she's like, "Ah, that doesn't sound like a nice show." And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You're right. It doesn't. Yeah, it's kind of um, scary, right? <laughs> but anyway, I just want to thank you so much for helping me make this work. It took so many Twitter DMs to make this happen. You've been so accommodating. So many babies that need to be watched. My baby just woke up. I'm like, oh, at least he's slept through most of this. Perfect. So. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Sorry for that word vomit. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. I'm Mary Arndt. You can find me on Twitter at, at Mary Person or on Instagram at Mary Pearson Arndt. Please rate and subscribe this podcast. Every time you do, it helps it climb the iTunes charts, which, which really helps out the podcast. And again, one more time, thank you so much, Kimberly. You yeah, no problem. Don't ever change. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm 34. I doubt it will happen now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, thank you so much.